It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And I get to work with a lot of great people. That is producer Luke, producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Tuesday to you, producer Luke. Happy Tuesday. Big show planned for you today, just like always. We always have a big show planned for them, don't we, our listeners? Never disappoints. Uh, Well, we try not to, anyway. Uh, Check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. We're we're working on uh, some year-end upgrades, and uh, Zach does a great job on that website, but it's going to get even better. So check that out. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. We send it out on Sundays. It will include all of our upcoming guests, so you know what we have going on for the week, as well as our most recent essays. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com, and thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Right, Luke? Correct. <laughs> and uh, my friends, they, under compassion, uh, the term compassion, uh, the PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties like to say it's compassionate when they're pushing forward these agendas that actually have a lot of force in them. And it's never compassionate to take other people's rights, their property, their freedom, their livelihood, opportunity, or lives via force. And force can be a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos Globalist Elite's agenda. That's that's a big one right now. Or 87,000 IRS agents authorized uh, so that they can answer your phone calls faster. Of I'm course. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it or to implement it. Our quote for today... I went to Soren Kierkegaard, and he was a Danish theologian, philosopher, poet, social critic, and religious author. He wrote critical texts on organized religion, Christianity, morality, ethics, psychology, and the philosophy of religion, displaying a fondness for metaphor, irony, and parables. He was born in 1813, died in 1855. And I was just thinking about what is happening in America where the this agenda, the CRT, the LGBTQ, instead of looking at people as the content of their character, the beautiful individual that each and every one of us is, they're trying to put us into tribes, into groups, and label people. And so I thought this was very important. Soren Kierkegaard said this, once you label me, you negate me. Wow. That pretty well says it, Luke. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, so uh, so all of, all of these little kids, everybody, they're trying to, to get into a label. Each and every one of you are treasured, precious, individual, unique. And that's the beauty of the American idea that we're all created equal because we're created in the image of God. And each of us has these rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. They're trying to – and it's very Marxist – 
Luke, to put people into groups and then try to pit groups at each other so that you don't don't see the beautiful individual on the other side. You just see what group they belong to. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's easier to tear someone else down if you can categorize them as one thing as opposed to you know believing everyone's an individual. You got it. You got it. I made a mistake. Yeah. I made another mistake, and that is I said for America's Veterans Stories that we were going to broadcast the interview that we did with General Livingston, uh, and he is a Medal of Honor recipient. That is actually going to broadcast on New Year's Day. Uh, We're going to be recording an interview with Colonel Rutledge, um, 94 years old Colonel Rutledge, who is well-read, traveled the world, and he suggested, because... Right after Pearl Harbor in 1941, the Japanese attacked the Philippines and Wake Island. And he's done a lot of research on the Battle of Wake Island. He said, we should do a show on that. I said, great idea. So that is what we'll be broadcasting this Sunday. Excellent. We'll be working on that. Uh, Let's see here. Let's go through some of these headlines. And... uh, Patty said we really need – well, first of all, let's talk about the two things, the, the big ones out there, and that is this getting rid of – I think it's the Title 42 uh, that Trump put in regarding the southern border, and uh, it looks like Biden is going to try to get rid of that. I think a judge uh, delayed it a little bit, but we are seeing a mass invasion at our southern border. And we will be talking with Todd Watkins in the third and fourth segment of this first hour. He is a former border agent. But the uh, I was watching some of the evening shows last night. And what is happening in El Paso is a travesty. Just think about the uh, it's being overrun by migrants. They're sleeping in the uh, airport. Uh, and just think about the the disrespect that Biden has for Americans and these border towns by just opening up this border and welcoming these people in. And they're not all coming because they want the American dream. Uh, many of them are coming either for free stuff. A lot of these kids are being trafficked, uh, criminals, uh, uh, bringing in drugs. And it is it's beyond irresponsible, Luke. Yes. Yes, it is. I think the most frustrating part is, you know, the feds won't do anything about it. So the states are trying to do everything they can, you know, the, all the border states doing their own independent action to try and mitigate it. Uh, and then the feds are coming down on them saying, no, 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 you're not allowed to mitigate it. Let it happen. And boy, oh, boy, is that frustrating. It's it's almost unbelievable. And I initially in the Biden administration, I looked at these terrible policies Terrible policies for Americans. And as I say, it's not compassionate to have this open border. Uh, Kids are being trafficked. Women are being trafficked. It's not compassionate to do this. And initially, I thought he was just irresponsible. And and when I say he, I I mean his whole administration. I realize now this is an extension of the Obama administration. When he said he was going to transform America, he's trying to transform America into a third world country. And so instead of, and you had the great line, instead of people coming here, fix their problems there. Have an American idea there and instead of bringing these people in because these people are coming in. They may not have job skills. How are they going to live? Oh, we're going to tax people or borrow money from our kids through more debt and uh, fund this. And a lot of these NGOs, these non-governmental organizations, 
And I hate to say it, Lutheran Family Services, Catholic Charities, love a lot of the work they do. But I don't like what they're doing here because they're taking government money to put forward this program, these programs, and then uh, it actually is, 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 is I think, uh, policies that are working to try to destroy our country, Luke. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Okay, next thing, it looks like they're going to try to indict uh, Trump, right, on the January 6th thing after the, the um, made-for-TV <laughs> uh, trial that they had. And so that's going to be very interesting to watch as well, Luke. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are, you know, watching history in the making. And, man, I, I've said it before, I'm really tired of living through historically significant times. Like, give me like 100 <laughs> years of peace where the history books say, and everything was great. I'd, I'd like that, please. <laughs> this, is getting a, this is getting a lot. Uh, it is getting a lot. And when I say we are, we are made for this moment, we are. And... Um, yeah, we are at a 1775 moment, I think, and uh, it's pretty pretty interesting, for sure. Uh, let's get down to, Patty said that we really need to talk about this thing regarding uh, Siri. And uh, so let me get to that here in just a minute. I'm trying to get through. There's a whole bunch of stuff here. Okay, yeah, first thing, let's re-mention this. Yes, Supreme Court temporarily pauses lifting Title 42 border restrictions. Uh, January 6th, panel votes to refer Trump for criminal charges. We talked about that. And uh, oh, let's let's before we get to the um, um, the uh, Siri thing, uh, she had on here from the Federalist a little humor that is much needed in this midst of chaos. Ten Christmas movies that must be canceled by the end of 2022. Uh, shall we run through those? Yeah, let's hear them. Okay, I'll let you know how many I actually know. Okay, Elf. You know, you know that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Why are we canceling Elf? Okay, it may seem like your typical happy-go-lucky Christmas tale, but what many people don't understand is that the movie is unsavory to midgets or little people. Toward the end of the film, a moment arises when Buddy attacks children's author and midget Miles Finch as an angry elf, asking him if Santa knows he's left the workshop. I think I speak for little people everywhere when I say Buddy's aggression is completely uncalled for. In this case, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to turn off the television anytime this cult classic comes on. Oh, we gotta we gotta turn off all the movies that reference violence towards anyone. Uh, no violence allowed. <laughs> uh, if I remember right, I think probably the elf was an angry elf, and probably uh, yes, yes. <laughs> a Christmas Story. Did you ever see that one? Yes. You'll shoot your eye out. Yes. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. Classic. Of all the holiday-themed movies ever made, a Christmas Story is by far the most. Uh, m- m- so, yeah. Um, I know how to say this, misogynistic. There we go. Throughout the story, Ralphie's mother is portrayed as only that, a mother who's not allowed to have a career, ambitions, or even a first name. Instead of giving her a good uh, moment, the film's director focuses the plot on the glorifying dangerous weapons of war, a.k.a. BB guns, and settling unrealistic beauty standards for women's legs. You better be off drinking your Ovaltine than wasting time watching this outdated relic. (laughs) The leg lamp we're canceling. I actually have a leg lamp ornament. You do? Yeah. That's awesome. When the the girls were over the other day, I said, see if you can find it on the tree. It took a little while, but they did find it. And I want to go back to this. This is is the thing about the, the feminist movement has, has, uh, has told girls that you can't be a mother and also have a career. And it's difficult, but I know a lot of young women that are balancing it. And if they choose to be a mom, 
that is that is one of the most difficult and most important jobs in ever in life and you know as we've seen this attack on men also the attack on motherhood has happened at the same time luke so uh, christmas story is one of my favorites christmas story is a good one sad they're sad we're canceling it yeah, <laughs> it's too bad let's see let's go to santa claus while it may not be noticeable to ignorant maga republicans those of us trained as social justice warriors clearly see that the santa claus is nothing but a celebration of slavery Run by a cis white male Santa who happens to be played by a conservative, Tim Allen. The sweatshop like factory shown in the film operates on the backs of unpaid miners who are classified as elves to undoubtedly avoid existing child labor laws. Forced to work 364 days a year, the elves endure uh, grueling working con- conditions with no pay or benefits. And as the cherry on top, the movie shows the elves are happy doing it. Oh, man. Unacceptable. 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 Get it out of here. I know. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Much like its accompanying song of the same name, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a movie not acceptable for kids. Rather than teach children the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion, the film eulogizes bullying of those who are different. What's worse, however, is that Rudolph is only accepted by the other reindeer after they use him and his red nose to accomplish a task they were incapable of completing on their own. If this is how they treated Rudolph over the red nose, I'd hate to imagine what would happen if he came out as non-binary. <laughs> <laughs> what a line. What a line. Oh, this is pretty fun. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do these. I think we need a laugh right this is, now. This is funny. Yeah, I think I think that we'll do that. And you know, the show comes to you because I have many great sponsors. And many of you support the show and I greatly appreciate it. And when you're doing business, uh, make sure that you do business with our sponsors as well, because uh, they also are a reason why we are, are on the air. And we have this great new sponsor, and that is Roger Mangan with State Farm Insurance. And as a State Farm agent for 47 years, Roger Mangan has served his uh, customers, provided for his family, and given back to the communities of Centennial, Littleton, Highlands Ranch, Inglewood, Greenwood Village, and Castle Rock. For help with your insurance needs, call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan Insurance is there. So I just got the State Farm Personal Price Plan on my car insurance. So you told your agent you play the bagpipes for your dog? What? No, I didn't get that personal. My agent just helped me create an affordable price just for me. Okay, let me show you what I've been working on. Hey, Buster! Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. 
All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, I have a lot of great sponsors. And as we're coming in on Christmas, New Year's, and in the new year, we all need to continue to work to be the very best that we can be. Intellectual curiosity is so important. Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Jack is on, on regularly, but he is creating this online education system and he's getting experts from all over the world uh, teaching these courses and what is so amazing about it is that as a student I've been taking the the course this uh, last uh, this uh, fall semester with uh, Dr. Mark McDonald he is a child psychologist in out uh, sorry, yeah psychologist in uh, LA and he had written the book The United States of Fear and he is one of the doctors that the California legislature is trying to pass legislation to try to take away his his uh, First Amendment rights. So it's been fascinating. And the neat thing about it is they do the lecture, and it, it, of course it's online, but then we can all interact and ask questions. It is remarkable. It's affordable as well. And so it's it's just a great experience. So. Uh, I have this great little thing, ditty, that I've written. And it says, what do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college. But each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons-Weiler is creating a new kind of education model for the busy, intellectually curious, IPAC-EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive with experts in each of their fields, with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, and psychology, there is a spring 2023 course for you. So dash over to ipac-edu.org for more information and uh, and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. I've already signed up for the class uh, with Aga Wilson regarding globalism. So that's going to be fascinating. Let's go ahead and finish this up. Uh, what I, I appreciate Patty pulling, putting this on here. This is from Sean Fleetwood, uh, and it's from The Federalist. So clever what they've put together here. The 10 Christmas movies that must be canceled by the end of 2022. The next one is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, a classic. Aside from uh, glaring idolization of the patriarchy, the biggest problem with Chevy Chase's Christmas vacation is that it is too white. And no, I don't mean the amount of snow. Whether it's the Griswold family, their snooty neighbors, or Clark's boss, the lack of racial diversity makes it so obvious the film was made by cis white men. 
Why not have a black woman portray Julia Lewis uh, Dreyfus's character? Or make the Griswold's daughter an orphan adopted from China? The possibilities are endless. Perhaps next time this movie's creators want to make a Yuletide classic, they should recognize their white privilege beforehand and put diversity front and center. <laughs> You're speechless, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, these are funny. These are really funny. <laughs> okay, let's go to It's a Wonderful Life. If you happen to be anything other than a Christian and come across It's a Wonderful Life on TV, it's best to keep scrolling. Among its many faults, the film acts as if there weren't any other December holidays outside Christmas. Seriously, hasn't anyone heard of Hanukkah or Kwanzaa? And what about atheists? From the looks of it, the director didn't ask any of them for their input. Combined with its exaltation of the nuclear family and the importance of community, this cancelable film is pure conservative propaganda. I like, I like how they're, they're doing the whole, you know, we need more inclusivity, we need more inclusivity. But if you've ever seen any of those movies that include everything, they're awful. They're all horrible. They're, they're not fun. <laughs> I have you know what I hardly watch any movies anymore because neither do I but yeah. the ones I do see boy oh boy yeah. yeah okay next one oh how the Grinch stole Christmas it's films like how the Grinch stole Christmas that demonstrates why teaching critical race theory and racial sensitive sensitivity to children is an absolute must the who's blatant racism toward the Grinch is beyond words. The segregation is Whoville, which should be named Whiteville for its lack of racial diversity. It is so horrific that the Grinch must don a mask when walking through town just to avoid the vitriol he's forced to endure on a daily basis. In many ways, it reminds me of the racism directed toward real Native Americans, such as Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. That's another good one. Uh Very good. (laughs) And again, if you're just tuning in, we're going through Sean Fleetwood. He wrote this in The Federalist. Ten Christmas movies that must be canceled by the end of 2022. Miracle on 34th Street. Given the white patriarchy that dominates Miracle on 34th Street, it's not a miracle that Kris Kringle was cleared of any and all wrongdoing by the New York legal system. It's pretty obvious that if Kris were a Uh, BIPOC, Uh, let's see, is that um, people of color, uh, I'm not quite sure exactly what that is, things would have turned out much differently. The director doesn't just subtly reference America's two-tiered justice system throughout the film. He shoves it down viewers' throats. The only reason people should watch this picture is if they're looking for a clear-cut example of the racism present in every corner of American society. Uh, well, yeah, they, the, there is a two-tier justice system right now. Uh, can we say Hunter Biden or Joe <laughs> Biden? And then can we say what they're doing to Donald Trump? There is a two-tiered system. Now, before, before you read what they actually wrote for the Polar Express, I'm curious if you can come up with why Polar Express is cancelable. Like, without reading it, what do, you think, what do you think they did for Polar Express? Hmm. 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 Let's see. Well, Santa was white. Maybe that okay. was okay. That's an easy one, yeah. Okay. Uh, the kids, I'm trying to think, pajamas. I don't know. What? I guess we'll find out. I huh? guess we'll find out. Let's okay, see. here we go. The Polar. And, boy, producer Steve, I wonder if he knows that the Polar Express has been canceled because he took the month off so that he could do the Polar <laughs> Express out at the Colorado Railroad Museum. Someone needs to go let him know immediately. We, we better let him know. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's find out. 
The problem with the Polar Express isn't found in the story's plot, but rather, oh, in the train itself. Despite having all the magic in the world, Santa somehow couldn't create a train that doesn't ruin the environment. Oh, powered by coal, locomotives like the Polar Express cause man-made climate change, which if left unaddressed will leave places like the North Pole underwater. If the filmmakers really care about the well-being of children, they should re-release the movie with an electric train instead of a fossil fuel-powered one to encourage kids to be more environmentally conscious. But as is the case with most greedy capitalists, I wouldn't hold my breath. That, that was a creative take. That is very creative. <laughs> but what about the – we realize the green movement is really about that other green, you know, the one that goes in people's pockets. And the enviros are making a lot of money on that. And uh, for some reason, I wonder how big the battery would have to be to power a train full of children uh, up to the North Pole. That would have to be – a huge battery, and what will they do with that battery? The enviros never talk about what mm-hmm. to do with that battery, with those um, rare earth minerals that have been mined by children yeah. in open pit mines in third world countries. What they don't tell you is the five months before the Polar Express is just five uninterrupted hours of the children in those mines building the battery for the right, electric Polar right. Express. Yeah. I thought you were going to say in six months before they had to start charging the battery. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, hey, you guys made it to the North Pole. Unfortunately, we have to wait three and a half years in order for the battery to get you back down to your home. <laughs> that is good. Okay. Our last one, Home Alone. Oh, I can only imagine. Here we go. You may be wondering how the story, and again, so all of you know what we're doing is is Sean Fleetwood uh, said 10 Christmas Christmas movies that must be canceled by the end of 2022. And he wrote this in The Federalist. He said, Home Alone, you may be wondering how the story of a little boy left home alone on Christmas could make the list. But once you realize the film lacks LGBT representation, it starts to make sense. Well, it certainly is not the only holiday movie to reject Rainbow Pride. The writers of Home Alone were clearly too caught up in their uh, heteronormative thinking to see the golden opportunity in front of them, making the film's antagonist, Harry and Marv, a gay couple. Sure, the movie is told from Kevin's perspective, but that doesn't mean inclusivity should be swept to the wayside. Until the uh, film's creators come out and apologize for their grave error, we should take a page from Kate McAllister's playbook and learn to forget. (laughs) Pretty darn clever, I would say. Very clever. Very clever. I mean, it's... I mean, this is the kind of stuff they actually write, though. Like, this is it. I know it. I know it. It is pretty amazing. So, uh, before we go to break... Uh, as you know, uh, the nonprofit that I just totally support is the USMC Memorial Foundation. And they are raising money for the Marine Memorial out at Six and Colfax. And uh, Paula Sarles, a great friend of mine, she is a, a Vietnam veteran and she is a Gold Star wife. And she and her team are working diligently with uh, raising money and they're doing great events as well as you can buy a brick uh, to honor your military service or your loved one's military service. And uh, you can go to USMCMemorialFoundation.org to contribute. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. And after we've had a little respite of humor, which is great, and Americans have such a great sense of humor, uh, leftists do not have a sense of humor. No sense of humor there whatsoever. But uh, we're going to get down to some serious stuff. And what is happening with the invasion down at our southern border is beyond words. And Todd Watkins, he was a candidate for El Paso County Sheriff. 
and he is a former border agent concerned about our communities. I saw on one of the evening shows last night, Mayor Hancock was on saying, oh, we have a humanitarian crisis here. Well, it's those it's their policies that they they um, support that are causing this. And of course, Hancock will be using taxpayers money and resources uh, for this crisis. And uh, I want to talk with Todd Watkins about this because he has seen this what's happening down there firsthand. So we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned Remax realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. The mood is right. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Todd Watkins. And uh, he was a candidate for El Paso County Sheriff. Uh, realizing, just so concerned about what is happening in our our counties and our states. And uh, he's also a former border agent. And I wanted to talk with him about what's happening at the border, this Title 42 that uh, it looks like the, uh, that Biden wants to uh, um, lift. And uh, it's just beyond belief what's happening. Todd Watkins, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Kim. Thanks. You're a former border agent. Now, you retired, uh, but you've been to the border. Uh, it's The pictures that I'm seeing on the evening sh- uh, shows are just unbelievable, Todd. Yes. Uh, un- unlike our current selected uh, resident of the White House, I have been to the border. <laughs> Bada boom. Um, and it has gotten worse. When was the last time you were there, Todd? So I was... Um, it would have been in uh, 2015. I was uh, I was a watch commander at the Casa Grande station in Tucson sector in Arizona. Um, I wound up in Colorado as a liaison officer from uh, DHS Customs and Border Protection to a, a military command in Colorado Springs. But uh, you know, we we visited the border with those guys. I took them down to various places in in Texas uh, during. Yeah, the tail end of Obama and for the all four years of Trump, really. 
it's it, it's unbelievable what we're seeing with these policies. Now, Trump's policies. Why don't you compare Trump's policies with Biden's policies? It's you know it's night and day. <laughs> um, the the uh, I, I started in the Border Patrol in 1997 uh, in San Diego, <clears throat> and it was you know kind of like the. That, that movie, uh, Born in East L.A., uh, comedy where they showed the big wave coming over the, the hills from, from Tijuana. And it, it wasn't terribly dissimilar to that. Um, it, it's ebbed and flowed. Uh, Trump, I will, I will say, had the best policies on the border because essentially it, was, it could be summed up as Border Patrol, do your job. We, we have, the, the, uh, as, the, as an agency... We had all of the resources. We had the personnel to do the job. We just needed these, which essentially say these are the laws on, on the books. Uh, Title Eight uh, U.S. Code is immigration law. There, enforce them. So we did. And we had it as well under control as I thought in my, my 24 years. Um, I actually I was eligible to retire uh, so in May of uh, 2021, I, I did. I was I knew what was going to happen, and I swore to me, my, my family, and anybody who listened to me, I would not be part of what was uh, amounting to a Marxist regime. And now we can see it's kind of pure totalitarianism and, and bent on the destruction of this country. If we don't safeguard our sovereignty, we, we don't have a nation. Uh, there's a constitutional obligation, I would argue, uh, between the uh, federal government and the many states to guard against uh, invasion, and, and we're having that. And it's not that they they are failing in this; they are refusing right. to abide by. Right. It, it's not that they're incompetent. This is actually this is actual Deliberate. policy, and. So, yeah. Todd, uh, Mayor Hancock was on uh, some of the shows yesterday saying that this is a, a humanitarian crisis. And these people get here, and we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where they go, what what happens exactly. They no. many times will put them on uh, uh, government programs, which are funded by taxpayers, which people out there, you know, young couples, young families – uh, young people trying to, to make a go of it are getting squeezed with inflation and more money taken out of their paychecks. And here these people are coming over and just getting all kinds of stuff for free. Uh, and there is no free stuff. Somebody has to pay for it. And so it's Americans that are paying for it. And some of them may be bad actors. And the other thing that this Biden uh, um, policies are, are doing is they're trying to disarm everyday American people. So I'm, let's say that we have a little family and uh, they are living in, in their home and uh, somebody tries to come in and rob them or hurt them and they could call the police, but the, the crime will occur before the police can get there. So the first line of defense is the Second Amendment rights are a firearm. But yet here, here we have a uh, the policies are letting in the bad guys and then trying to disarm the good guys. It's it's beyond belief, Todd. It, it has to be deliberate. Uh, we were our, our our nation was founded on the on uh, the principles of individual rights, individual liberties, which come with it's very implicit. It's almost explicit, right? That if you have rights, you have responsibilities. There's a saying in law enforcement: 
um, when seconds matter, the police are minutes away. Right. So it's it's up to you. If you have a right to, you know, life, liberty, and property, you also, you can't, you can't separate the fact that if you have those rights, you have a right to defend them also. You absolutely have a right to defend your, your own life. It's, it's a law of nature. So says Thomas Jefferson in the, in the Declaration of Independence, you know. Um, but this, uh, we're, we're letting in these hordes of people. Uh, I, will, I will say a, just a slight caveat. I would strongly urge you to find somebody from Health and Human Services to have on your show to talk about this, too. That's the other side of this. That's, that's why all these people are here. This is a, uh, it's really a coalition of government agencies that are being used to, to dismantle the fabric of, of, our, of our society, of our, of our people, of our nation. Uh, Border Patrol essentially is letting them in. They'll do some fingerprinting processing identification and by the way Kim Monson that identification amounts to so what's your name today they don't have any identification you don't you can't actually positive positively identify them so we record their name as whatever they tell us it is and their date of birth as whatever they tell us it is so are you an adult are you a child unless you uh, have time to take them to a, a dentist to examine their 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 teeth to get a, a more determinate age it's you got it you we're wind we wind up taking them on their word and if you, it's not uncommon to get you know guys that are in their 20s tell us they're 17 and well policy says you got to go with that so <clears throat> you uh you process them as a child and put them in with other kids oh uh, oh i hadn't but, but they probably have a vaccine uh, record of their vaccines yes not that i i i never saw that ever ever <laughs> ever and i was uh I, I was I was responsible at the tail end of my career because of I, my assignment with with headquarters of keeping track of all the the COVID stuff there in the the height of that in 2020. Um, so you know, recording how many tested positive uh, and how many how many we were releasing, it was just it was a farce. It was absolutely farcical. Uh, that and you know that's why Title 42 was implemented. If, if we uh, if COVID was going to be this, you know, extinction event and it was going to kill all of humanity, well, then why are we letting all these people in? So we were able to expel, which is different from a removal or a deportation under a, under a Title Eight immigration, Title Forty Two is a public health statute, and I forget what the section was that the the essentially the executive branch can refuse entry of anybody based on a concern public health regardless of what that person's uh, immigration status is not 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 american citizens obviously but even uh, lawful um, you know green card holders could be refused entry if they were if there was a public health concern okay. so what we were doing is taking you know roughly half all the uh, single adults and we were expelling them back to mexico regardless if they were mexican citizens or or from central america or somewhere else uh, what those numbers are now, the expulsions, I, I don't know, but I'm sure that they account for most of the gotaways the next day. So there's, it's just kind of, you, you put it, put them back over the fence, they come back the next day, and they, they just, you know, run faster, I guess. 
Well, and uh, from Fox News, this is reported by Bradford Betts. So the U.S. Supreme Court on Monday temporarily blocked an order that would lift Title 42, the pandemic-era health policy that has been used to deter migrants more than 2.5 million times. So that would be an additional 2.5 million people that would have come in here. But I, I get and I, I want to make this point that there is no way if they don't have any identification – so they give a name, they give a date of birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no yeah. way that they have a vaccine card. And yet over, no. over here on, on the other side, in the military, Biden is forcing our military to uh, get this experimental drug. And, of course, we saw what happened with uh, businesses and uh, it's, it's, it's the hypocrisy is beyond belief. And people really need to put their thinking caps on and say, now, wait a minute. If this really was that deadly, then why would we be letting all these people in without their vaccine cards? Uh, It's just as it's one of these things. People need to put their thinking cap on on this, uh, Todd Watkins. It's it's a it's a modicum of controlling the the resident population. And uh, meanwhile, allowing in another population that they don't wish to control. So control those of those of us who will not be controlled are the enemy. If we believe what you see, if we believe what we see, then we're the problem. And they're bringing in another population uh, by the millions. I I don't know how we could possibly keep track of how many of how many there are. I did real quick math yesterday on uh, just in the first 19 days of December, two border patrol sectors in El Paso. I'm sorry, in Texas, El Paso sector and Rio Grande Valley, so the the two opposite ends of Texas uh, along the along the border uh, accounted for about with our encounters. We're not even calling them apprehensions anymore. We're just calling them encounters, which at least we're being somewhat honest about the fact that we're not really apprehending these people. We're just encountering them and ushering them in, handing them off to Health and Human Services to deliver to Mayor Hancock, apparently, and. Um, uh, about 5,200 a day in just those two sectors, 19, 19 days into the last month of this year. So and, and it, it, it's an, uncon- it's an un- I can't even fathom the numbers anymore. Okay. So my next question, let's go to break, Todd, is about these governors down there. They've seen, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, Abbott said he was going to do something about it, and I'm not sure that he has. And then I think Arizona was putting up uh, some of the um, uh, shipping containers to try to build a wall, and Biden said he wanted to take it down. Uh, So let's talk about the governors when we come back. Uh, Important conversation with Todd Watkins, a former U.S. border agent, uh, regarding this invasion that is happening at our border um, because Biden is is, is terrible policies. He and his administration, terrible policies, which are an extension of the Obama policies. So let's go to break. We'll be right back with Todd Watkins. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. 
Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. The ability to protect and defend yourself is your right. Having the knowledge and skills to protect yourself the correct and safe way is essential. At Franktown Firearms, they will equip you with both the tools and the skills. The team at Franktown wants you to learn how to build your confidence and improve your skills with the help of their trained experts. They will take the time to make sure you choose the right gun for you and teach you the necessary skills to carry it safely and securely. This holiday season, consider giving your loved one a firearm training course at Franktown Firearms. They offer one-on-one training or group classes, depending on your comfort level and skill. You will find they are fully stocked with guns and ammunition at or below MSRP. You can be assured that you are providing a gift that will truly keep on giving and let your loved ones exercise their freedoms and rights safely and confidently. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown today to give the gift of freedom. That's klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, On the line with me is former U.S. border agent Todd Watkins. And we're talking about the border and this Title 42, uh, which the Biden administration uh, uh, seems to want to lift. It was uh, something put in during the uh, COVID Wuhan virus uh, reaction and uh, it did keep two and a half million people. It looks like out of the country, uh, and Biden wants to lift that, which would mean there's going to be a whole bunch of people coming in. Todd Watkins, I have driven that uh, uh, highway. In fact, I did it this last summer from Phoenix through Yuma to San Diego, and uh, you know it's right down there on the border. And why? Are these governors, why haven't they acted faster to try to stop this? Because what, what I'm seeing it happen, happening in El Paso, I heard Yuma had a whole bunch of, of uh, uh, people coming across the border there. Why haven't these governors done something more about this? I, I honestly don't know. Um, I wonder if for, for so long, you know, certainly within the, the lifetimes of, of, you know, people who have served as, as governors. The Border Patrol has been around since 1924. May of 1924 is when, when we were stood up. So for that, for nearly a century, it's almost we're almost a century old now, um, the, the federal government has claimed uh, plenary authority of, for safeguarding the, the sovereignty, maintaining the sovereignty of the country, and all, the states, it was hands-off. <clears throat> you know, we, we very, very rarely saw any local authorities 
down there on the border. We, we we never saw any other federal authorities down there on the border, DEA or ICE or anybody like that. It was always just, just us down there. We always took care of it. Now that we're not refusing to do it, I don't know that the governors really understood uh, that they had a responsibility as uh, as as a sovereign state to safeguard their own their own sovereignty, you know, being redundant, but, and, and their, their people, they have a responsibility to, to protect and maintain their own, their own population. And they don't, um, Greg, Greg Abbott, I, he's entertaining to me. He, he, he says the right thing and says he's going to do the right thing, but he's always a day late and a dollar short. And you're right. I don't see him actually doing, uh, doing anything. Um, and it's as amusing and entertaining again as I see these governors, you know, put people in a bus or a plane and fly them to Martha's Vineyard or or drive them up to Washington D.C. or to some other liberal hellhole. Uh, it's it's funny, but I, I also understand you're actually furthering their entrance into the United States. You're 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 accomplishing what the intent was and you're using your state funds to do it why not put them in a bus and drive them back into mexico oh that's a that's a good point that's it's i mean we're not we the government is actually guilty of uh 8 usc 1324 which is alien smuggling uh human trafficking falls into that too but in the broad sense this is alien smuggling it's human human smuggling of people that we know are in the country illegally and we're furthering their entrance into the uh, into the United States. And as far back as I believe it was 2014, a judge in, um, in uh, Texas, it, uh, one of the eastern districts of te- Texas, wrote an opinion and, and essentially accused the federal government of, of alien smuggling. This this, what's happening right now, I hate to say it, it's not new. It's just exponentially worse. Well, and Todd, when you were on uh, back during in election season, we were talking uh, about the border, and you said something that took my breath away, and at least I think I heard you say this, that they are not fingerprinting children. Is, is that correct? No. Yeah, uh, it, that has always been our our. our policy i believe it it came about through a through a lawsuit at some point uh 14 and under so again if uh if we can't tell that someone is you know 17 or 21 or 22 we surely can't tell if someone is 14 or 15 so it's really how 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 old your son and or daughter or whoever this young person is that you're claiming to be your your dependent and oh he's 13 well, as I think about this, and, and people continue to talk about, and it's hard to believe, but there is an attack on children uh, here in America yeah. and also throughout the world. And we need to try to protect children. And having an open border does not protect these children whatsoever. And what producer Luke said is these these leaders in these other countries need to clean up their act so that their people can thrive and prosper as well. He didn't, I'm putting additional words in his mouth there. But so these kids that are coming to the border, it may be that parents think that they're 
children will have a better life, but maybe parents are, are selling their children. I mean, there's all kinds of scenarios out there. But the fact that children are coming across the border and then we see this agenda of the Balenciaga thing and uh, child trafficking, it's a hard thing to believe. But there's nothing compassionate at all about bringing children across this border and not even even knowing who they are or fingerprinting them, and they disappear into the shadows. And I hate to think what happens with this, Todd Watkins. You're, you're 100% correct. Again, I really hate to say it. It's, it's not new. It's just exponentially worse. And think about this. If, if we, the United States, that you know, the shining city on a hill, the, uh, the most advanced and, uh, and capable uh, country on earth, if we are so morally bankrupt and decrepit and destitute now in law and policy and ethics, can you only imagine what the developing world that we struggled with is sending, sending money, advisors to try to fix their problems? We've known for a long time that in order to secure our border, we had to get these other countries in the Western Hemisphere to have solvent, and, and capable uh, laws and policies to safeguard their own sovereignties and, their, and, and take care of their own populations or, or allow their populations to thrive is probably a better way to put it. If, we, if we've abandoned that cause for ourselves, can you only imagine what has happened in these other, these other places where it's, they've mostly been lawless governments or, or at least governments controlled by criminal syndicates? Uh, the only reason Mexico is still uh, not in open civil war or revolution is because the, the cartels uh, maintain order, if you can call that order. I saw on one of the evening shows the other night uh, uh, that the uh, Mexican um, police forces were uh, doing an escort of buses coming to the the border. And, and Trump was tough with Mexico. And Biden, obviously, again, uh, it's this welcome mat that ultimately will uh, they're trying to destroy the country. But I'm encouraged that there are so many patriots that are stepping up that love this country. And if you love this country, you also love others throughout the world. It's been the American thing. But first and foremost, we need to make sure that we take care of our own house. And it looks like they're trying to tear our house down. Yes, Um, Trump is the only one who has ever that tough on Mexico. Uh, the Remain in Mexico policy and Title 42 are examples of that. Never before in my career were we ever able to send somebody who is not a Mexican citizen back to Mexico. They wouldn't take them. Absolutely not. Uh, Trump got him over a barrel, and, and we, were, we were sending people from other countries back to wait in Mexico for their fraudulent asylum claims to be called up, and just expelling people back over the back over the fence, uh, regardless of their citizenship. He made Mexico at least somewhat uh, be accountable for, for what it was permitting in nay funding. I, I mean, governors in Mexico were, were busing uh, those, those caravans from, well, when was that, 2018, 2019, the, the big caravans? They were, they were funding them, busing them, feeding them. Um, the police escorting buses to, to the border doesn't surprise me, but I wonder if they were really police because the cartels are actually uh, driving marked vehicles, wearing uniforms oh. with patches 
badges and and lights and sirens on their vehicles and fully marked uh you know uh cartel nueva generation jalisco right right along the uh right right on the vehicle uh so tell me who's running that country well todd we've got a, a minute left and this seems daunting right now, but I think the first thing is, is these governors down there need to do something immediately. Yes. I, I, I wrote in, in September 21, I wrote an open letter to my, uh, you know, my, my former brothers, brothers in arms, the U.S. Border Patrol, and to the people of, of uh, Texas, um, exhorting them, imploring them to take matters into their own hands. The government has abandoned you. You have to do this yourself. It's your responsibility. Your sovereignty is your right. It's your responsibility. If the federal government won't do it, then we have to do it ourselves. These governors, the the Constitution is a contract between the federal government that we created and the states that it's meant to serve. So the, the governors are not subordinate here. They have to realize what their real power and authority is. Absolutely. And uh, we, we need to, to get get to work on that. Todd Watkins, thank you so much. I, I greatly appreciate you sharing your perspective. Thanks, Kim. And our quote for the end of the show is from Soren Kierkegaard, and he says, all the shrewdness of man seeks one thing, and that is to be able to live without responsibility. So my friends, today be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. Stay tuned for our number two. The Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome back to our, well, this is our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And I do appreciate all your support. And then I have great partner sponsors. And two of them, well, one of them's in studio right now, and that is Lauren Levy. He is a mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group. And Karen Levine, award-winning realtor with the REMAX Alliance, is on the road. Apparently, there is an accident. So we're hoping she'll be here shortly. If not, we'll get her on the line. But it's great to have you, Lauren. Well, thank you. Good to be here. I'm glad I don't, I don't have to take highways. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to take highways? Well, I, to get- Mine are always pretty wide open. Kind of wide open. Well, it's good. Uh, you have been a sponsor 
for a long time now mm-hmm. of both the shows and uh, Kim Munson's show and America's Veteran Stories. And thank you. I so greatly appreciate it. And so I brought you some Christmas gifts. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. My wife will be very happy. You're good. I lo- it's, uh, when the wife is happy, everybody's that's right. happy. That's for, su- that's for sure. And uh, check out America's Veteran Stories. Uh, next week, this Christmas, on Christmas Day, uh, Colonel Rutledge, we're going to be talking about the Battle of Wake Island, uh, which was in 1941 in World War II. And then next week, we've already recorded the interview with General Livingston, who is a Medal of Honor recipient uh, for actions he took during the Vietnam War. And Lauren, it is such an honor to get to do these shows, and you sponsor that show as well, and, and it is so important. It is. I, you know, we talk about heroes and all this other stuff and people that have done a lot of good things in their life, and they, that's them. I mean, it is. no one has risked more than these guys. So uh, it's worth it to keep their memories alive and before they go. And, and most definitely, I've probably interviewed over 200 World War II veterans. And so through all this work, I've gotten connect with, connected with the U.S. Embassy Memorial Foundation. And Paula Sarles is, she's an amazing woman. She is a Vietnam veteran. She is a Gold Star wife. And she's got an amazing team. And they are working to raise money to remodel this Marine Memorial out here. And uh, so it's at Golden, in Golden at 6th and Colfax. And you can help them by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org and making a contribution. That is USMCMemorialFoundation.org. Our quote for today, I went to Soren Kierkegaard. He was a Danish theologian, philosopher, poet, social critic, and religious author. He wrote critical texts on organized religion, Christianity, morality, ethics, Psychology and the philosophy of religion, displaying a fondness for metaphor, irony, and parables. He was born in 1813, and he died in 1855. It's amazing what all these people did before TV, <laughs> what they got done. And what done. they got done. I mean, most <laughs> of these people you quote lived like 40 years. I know. I know. And they were so smart in that, in that period of time. Somebody told me that... Most of the our founders now Benjamin Franklin was elderly, but many of the founders uh, with the dec- like the Declaration of Independence, they were no older than like thirty four. I mean, is that pretty amazing? Yeah, they're so far ahead of the time. They had to be. They had no health care. Yeah, I mean, they just didn't go as long. Yeah. Although <laughs> that's a whole other. I'm not even yeah. going to go into. Okay, here's our quote for the day: Once you label me, you negate me. And I chose this because of all this DEI, diversity, uh, inclusion, and equity and inclusion, or CRT, critical race theory. Uh, they're labeling p- kids, labeling people, and putting them in great, uh, groups. And once you label me, you negate me. And so that is why I chose that particular that quote. Uh, so we're going to talk with Matt Dark here in just a moment with Roots Medical. Um, but interest rates... Uh, well, we're going to want to bite this off here when we get into the second segment, because I just can't believe it's been meteoric, uh, the raise mm-hmm. in, in interest rates. But let's uh, we'll do that in the second segment. Matt Dark is with Roots Medical and uh, another great sponsor of the show. And they get to the root of your health. And that is R-O-O-T-S, RootsMedical.net. Matt Dark, welcome. Okay, hopefully we have him. Oh. Oh, there we go. Matt, I think you are on mute. You guys got me? Got you. Welcome. Well, thank you, ma'am. And I just simply bracing for this cold. Let me say this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. 
the gratitude I have for, for a home roof over my head. Um, as this cold wave comes through, pray for those that are less fortunate because this is supposed to be a wicked one, Kim. Well, unfortunately, it's not going to last a long time. So that is a blessing. And I, I'm going to be intrigued to see how uh, with Excel's energy policies and then closing down uh, our reliable, abundant, affordable and efficient energy, uh, I'm hoping that uh, our houses all stay warm uh, with, with this cold snap. Matt? Yeah, because they're going to be taxed to the hilt on everybody's systems. So it's a great opportunity to see if this green movement uh, keeps us all warm when we actually need it. As you know, in California, uh, when they need AC in the summer, they have significant restrictions because of where they've chosen to go with their policy. But that's neither here nor there, Kim, because this morning what I want to say is this to the listener, is that children today need adults advocating for them like never before. Right. What we see with vaccines, we see with masking, we see with the sex and the drag shows and all this stuff that is getting bombarded with children. And that is why I say at Roots Medical, you get that patient advocacy first and foremost for your child. I'll tell you a quick story. We had a patient the other day call, new patient for pediatrics, was going to be taking her, wanted to bring their newborn here or to our office for um, you know, to start the vaccine schedule, not COVID, just regular stuff. And I had to tell her on the phone, I said, you know what, I've got to be honest with you. We are rethinking everything when it comes to vaccine. Our children right now, they're subject to 72 doses of vaccine on their childhood schedule. And then here comes COVID-19. We're, re- we're rethinking everything, Kim. The United States has the highest, the number one in first-day deaths of newborns in the developed world. U.S. has mm. the number one highest rate at that. Why? We start that vaccine process the day and the second they come out. We have to rethink everything, Kim. Well, and uh, we all need, and I need to do this today as well. Pam Long was on yesterday, and the CDPHE is in a rulemaking phase regarding um, on, vaccines for online and not accepting natural immunity. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so read her piece. She did a great essay. We've got that, the website, and this is something we have to do today. Comments are due today, probably by five would be my guess. Uh, they probably won't listen to us, and she says that. Yep. But she said we do need to make our voices heard, and so that's important. Yes. Matt, now, hey, Kim, for your okay. listeners, that's also on Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom, that same petition that you just described that says why we don't need that on a childhood schedule. Okay. If you can't find it, simply go to Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom.com. I filled mine out last night. I, who cares? But if 100,000, 20,000, 50,000 emails start showing up at these officials, wherever, schools, health, it doesn't matter. We're listening, we're watching, and we're holding you to account. That's a, And then you're done, folks. That's all you have to do is let them know you're listening and paying attention to their conduct. Okay, and that uh, that is so important. I'm like, oh, I, I need to make sure I get that done. Uh, Matt, yeah. one other thing, uh, you are you having a great time doing your show here at KLZ? Uh, you know, every once in a while, God will give you a gift that is so precious. It's just like, what am I doing with this opportunity? Because we love it so much, we feel like we're getting a chance to be impactful, be humble, be open to. We, we, I don't care who's right, but I want every single person to be secure in their persons, the decision they made, they got the information that they wanted, they had a 
platform to talk back and forth. We're loving every second of it, Kim, um, and we want to be on a little bit more. So we're trying to go to Thursdays next, and, and we're just simply so grateful for the opportunity to connect and be impactful with the listeners because at the end of the day, it's the listeners telling their friend, telling the community, hey, guys, this is going on. Let's rally around this cause, and we're going to do this in that format. So what a gift. It is, and uh, it's a great uh, group of people to work with here as well. So, Matt yes. Dark, I wish you a very uh, Merry Christmas, and so excited to have you here at KLZ, and so uh, grateful to have Roots Medical, that's R-O-O-T-S, rootsmedical.net, as a sponsor of the show. So, a Merry Christmas to you. A Merry Christmas to you, Kim. We've had a fantastic year with you. We thank you, and Merry Christmas to the listener. God bless you all. Love you all. Stay strong, stay warm, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Sounds great. And Matt Dark will be on today, uh, 9 to 10 a.m. right here on KLZ. And I am blessed with these amazing sponsors. And a great new sponsor is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And they will create personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs, from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan team now at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. I can't believe I just scratched that car. Find my insurance card. Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these socks dirty? Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just pull it up on the State Farm mobile app. But I can do that? Oh, hey, I can do that. Yep, it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's it's called service. Whoa, I can call my agent, too? It's called service. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Oh, I love that song. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N. I get into the music and I can't get my stuff out. So you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. But I've always loved that song. Uh, Before we get over here to Lauren Levy and Karen Levine, we'll be zooming in here in just a moment. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons-Weiler is creating a new kind of education model for the busy, intellectually curious, IPAC-EDU. 
classes are affordable and interactive with experts in each of their fields. With courses in biology, biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, psychology, there is a spring 2023 course for you. So dash over to ipac-edu.org for more information and register. That's ipac-edu.org. Lauren Levy, expert in mortgages. And you work with a lot of different companies, which I think is important because choice uh, creates opportunity. And um, in this crazy time, that is so important. Uh, different companies get creative and help people figure out how to get into new homes, correct? That's right. There's, it's not a one-size-fits-all in anything. You know, you have, you have the normal person, I'll say, who is, let's say, a W-2 employee and gets pay stubs on a you know, every other week. And then you have people that are self-employed with all their types of deductions and things. And those two bars aren't the same. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times don't end up in the same type of financing just because of the way their businesses run. So you have to have options for sure. Mm-hmm. And this, these interest rate increases, uh, trying to control inflation through this versus now, now I'm trying to think what Jay Davidson says, uh, so they're trying to, and also Bob Boswell, they're trying to c- c- control this via trying to cool the economy down versus trying to have the economy successful. I mean, I'm struggling with this. Yeah, I mean, they make no bones about it that they're trying to slow it down because that's how they think prices will inevitably come down. The challenge is that the actions of the Federal Reserve hit certain industries right away. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that, like, you know, when you have a home equity line of credit on your house and the rates go up, that rate changes Ooh. on you. Well, if it, if they go up on the 15th, you'll see it on the 1st of the following month. Okay. You know, when your rate resets. But that's pretty much boom. Credit cards, immediately. And so credit card interest rates are at the highest they've ever been. So I'm waiting to see the next shoe because mm-hmm. people are spending for the holidays and we get these consumer reports where they're spending and they're all buying gifts. But how are they paying for it? Mm-hmm. If a lot of them are using their credit cards and then they're going to come January and go, I don't have the money to pay this bill, mm-hmm. then you start stacking on 19% interest and you've got problems. Yeah. And so we'll see how that plays out in the next months to come. And so those industries get hit right away, like housing. Rates go right up. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it cools off housing a little bit. But, you know, on the flip side, it's not you – know, I saw a statistic yesterday that said if you were going to buy, you know, a home that was 500000 you know, six months ago or a year ago, at a rate in the high twos, you might have had to pay five fifty or five hundred seventy-five thousand for that house in a bidding war. Mm-hmm. Now you might pay four seventy-five for that house. So, even though the rate is much higher, the payment was only like a hundred dollar difference. Okay, because the price was so different from what was going on in the market. So we're seeing uh, many. Uh, I'm seeing more signs regarding houses for sale, but uh, I think getting them priced correctly for the current conditions is important. And I think people look at something and, and they maybe had gotten an, um, a valuation that is higher than what it is right now. And I think human nature is, well, I'm, I'm not going to sell. Guess who just zoomed into the studio? And that is Karen Levine. So an accident, huh? Good morning. Yeah. I didn't go anywhere for 20 minutes on I-70. It was lovely. But I'm here. And I always hope, you know, everybody's okay when when you have something like that happening. Uh, But... Is is there going to be a housing bust? Is this a housing bust? Oh gosh, no. we, we see these headlines. So, 
granted, I think prices have come down what Lauren just said. But not really. Okay, But, but not really. But it would, for, for somebody like Luke, for young people, they'd, it'd be nice to have something, these prices come down a little bit. So talk to us about that. Prices are adjusting a little bit, but um, I sat in on what's called bold predictions. Two, um, one is a coach trainer national, and the other is Dr. Lawrence Yoon, who is the National Association of Realtors Chief Economist. And um, we saw great appreciation in 2022. Um, somewhere between 12 and 17 percent. Yes, the last quarter, as Lauren was stating, um, with interest rates rising, there was pressure on pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I listed a home. Uh, I think we went live about noon on Friday. Okay. Three offers uh, within three hours. Well, nine offers as of yesterday morning. So you must have have it have it priced correctly. Yes, but also um, there is still high demand in the marketplace. Okay. Um, and this was a low-end low house. This was a home under 400000 mm, Questionable if it was habitable. Um, <laughs> so my, a fixer-upper? Mm, yeah. Oh, okay. um, it, and, it, and it was a development opportunity as well. So what we need to be mindful of is, yes, um, housing prices are being adjusted, and some of that appreciation that people saw early in 2022 may have gone away, but we saw two to three years prior to that with great appreciation. So from a seller perspective, um, there's still great opportunity um, in their housing pricing if they're thinking about selling. But in Lauren's situation, many of my um, customers, my clients, bought and have a mortgage now in the threes Mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of motivation to sell when interest rates are higher. But we still have not enough inventory. So as long as we have a shortage of inventory in a marketplace, there will be pressure. So that's the supply and demand thing. And the reason we don't have inventory is because of public policy. Uh, Yes, ma'am. We need to connect that dot. It's taken you and I, we've been on a journey to get this figured out. We're getting there. We're getting there. Well, and it's interesting. um, The trainer, uh, Brian Buffini, he is out of California and he owns real estate, obviously, in the state where he lives. He said he um, went to purchase or build. It was a real estate transaction. He accounted 50% of the cost to regulation. Gee, Lauren, what do you think about that? I say it a thousand times. I'm glad I don't live in California. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just say here in Colorado, maybe it's only 35%. But when you look at the cost of regulation, that keeps housing from coming out of the ground. And that's where young people like Luke that would like to to get a home, Mm -hmm. uh, we need to connect this dot that it is because of policy rules and regulations that's increasing the cost 35%. So, Luke, if houses cost 35% less, you, you and many young people would start to think, well, it's possibly attainable, correct? I mean, yeah, that would be that'd be the hope. And I also feel like to, to clarify on the, uh, or I guess ask a question to clarify on the inventory, I see a whole lot of houses being built, uh, but they seem either way too expensive or right up against each other. I feel like it's not so much that 
not too many houses are being built, not the right houses are being built. Oh, Luke. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is the cost of land is very expensive. And for a builder to have a profit margin and to bring enough product to the marketplace, lots got smaller. And that was that was a, a um, somewhat a supply and a demand situation. And that if you want the cost to be less, you're going to have to put it on less land. And then the cost of construction, because of mm-hmm. a multitude of things, but supply chain, et cetera, et cetera, um, caused the cost of housing to also increase. Right. But I think what's interesting is that we have this conversation about affordability. And affordability is the result of supply and demand. And if you get government out of it, affordability will get greater, Uh which we've talked about. Um, But what is interesting is we sold more houses to date in 2021 nationwide when prices were escalating. And people figured it out and they were able to become homeowners. So we are very creative as a people. And we always say, well, we want prices to come down. And yet we want to see appreciation. Mm -hmm. So for young people, and maybe there is a lot of creativity there, but so you mentioned supply and demand. So it's, and I saw this, it's public policy. When I was on city council, they started to put in these urban quarter um, boundaries. So Boulder has these boundaries where they, uh, they can't build outside those boundaries, you know, open space. Well, Basically, it becomes government-owned land. There's a lot of land where houses could be built, but it's because of public policy. And then we looked at the World Economic Forum, and they want to put people in these little boxes and have them live in apartments and ride up and down the quarter on a a train, and that would be – that's their vision of life. Now, if people want to do that, that's one thing. But if it's public policy, it's quite another. Lauren Levy, do you want to jump in on this at all? No, I agree with everything. Like, like Karen's saying, well, I, my, the point I was making was not that prices were coming down. It's that the bidding war type thing yes. that drove them way over has kind of ceased. And so... So there's you, opportunity. Yeah. So if you come in at a house that was 500 you may not have to pay 600 for it. On a bidding war, you could maybe get it at 500 which that offsets a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. And so that even though the rates are higher, you're paying inevitably less. Okay. So people, when they got the lower interest rate, but the, maybe paid more for the house, are they in trouble now? Or No. Like Karen said, they're not going anywhere. I mean, they they're, are. they're in a nice home with a great rate, and they're just happy as can be. Okay. Okay. Because, yeah, yeah I was concerned if they'd overpaid... But yet they have this. But how do you over? How do you overpay in a capitalistic market if that's where the demand took it? That is oh, not overpayment. Good point. And so your rhetoric she got me right. Yeah. So that's You're what right. happens. Our yeah. rhetoric. You're right. He wants affordability, but the seller wants to see appreciation. But because of public policy, for somebody young like Luke. They're not building this, or, am I right? They're not building a lot of the, this kind of starter home stuff. They are not building condominiums. And condominiums were the way that many young people and first-time homebuyers were able to get a foothold into home ownership because condominiums are smaller. They're, they're built on the masses, so they can produce them at a better price. And we're not building condominiums because of construction defect legislation 
and we've made it more um, favorable. It looks better for an investor, for a developer to build apartment housing, which is not ownership housing, that's rental housing, because of loan policy and, and regulation. So developers go in, they'd like to build ownership units, they look at the pro formas, the dollars, and they go, we can't do that. But but and but we're seeing how uh, apartments being subsidized mm-hmm. in that terrible terrible prop one two three, the affordable housing. We'll say that once it's actually government housing, and government housing never works out very well whatsoever. Well, and I guess I would ask him, what's your definition of government housing? It, where government comes in, subsidizes, or is using policy to affect. Uh, government, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the housing. Is that, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think, but when we use that term, we think of um, the Projects. government. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why I asked for the yeah. clarification. When government is involved, the cost goes up. Right. And so they have made the cost higher. They've limited ownership Supply. units. Uh, and uh, using public policy pushed apartments and then are subsidizing uh, some of these apartments and those that are not being subsidized, it increases the prices for them. And then they come in and say, we're going to do this prop one, two, three for affordable housing, which is subsidized housing, which mm-hmm. is government housing. OK, let's go to break. In studio is Lauren Levy. Uh, he is an expert in the mortgage arena. And uh, he works with a lot of different companies, which is very important uh, to have choice. And Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance. And, and she nailed me, which is good, on rhetoric. Because this rhetoric is <laughs> it it's, is. It's so important. Yeah. And we, we can't, we've got to make sure that we stay true to that. So let's go to break. We'll be right back. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. <laughs> My favorite. Oh, I love this, too. It's Christmas. I can't believe Christmas is this weekend. But I actually, Luke, I am the most organized I've ever been for Christmas. I still have a lot to do. 
but I normally tried to do it all on the last day. And Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. well, I still do it all on the last day in panic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're one of those at the mall on, on Christmas Eve, huh? Uh, in studio with me, two great sponsors of the show. And my friends, I so appreciate all of you who support us. And when you're doing business, I know each of my sponsors personally, and I highly recommend them. And both these sponsors not only sponsor the uh, Kim Munson Show, but also America's Veteran Stories. And that is Lauren Levy. He's an expert in mortgages with Polygon Financial Group, 303-880-8881. 303-880-8881. You've been a sponsor so long, I have that memorized. Good, because I was going to add another digit for you or something, but <laughs> all the eights got you. You're good I, I've got it. Okay. You got it sorted out. And Karen Levine, longtime friend, longtime sponsor, award-winning realtor with REMAX Alliance. That's 303-877-7516, 303-877-7516. Lauren Levy, interest rates, are they going higher? Well, what do you see? We'll, we'll see today. Um, they've been going lower, as we talked about last Wednesday. They came back down out of the sevens to... About six and a quarter. And we're talking about mortgages, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The other rates, like credit cards and home equity lines, they're going higher mm-hmm. um, because they are directly tied to the actions of the Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. Mortgage rates are a market, and they morph here and there. But I was just reading this morning when I woke up about something the Bank of Japan did, which will bore your listeners to death, but they messed with their interest rates, which shook the market a little I'm sorry, bit. who did? The Bank of Japan. Oh, okay. They've been keeping their government bonds set for years to where it can't do much because they've been in like a long-term recession um, and they're really trying to peg their numbers and they adjusted them today, which the market wasn't ready for. So, for example, the 10-year treasury I saw this morning went from like two fi- 359 to 366. That's a decent move in a half an hour. Mm-hmm. So that'll slightly affect mortgage rates. But whether or not it affects it just for today, you know, mm-hmm. who knows? It might just be a one-day thing. And we'll see how the world reacts to this thing. Mm-hmm. Lauren, well, uh, with the adjustments in what's happening in the metro real estate market, you said something about marry the house and date the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And explain that. So that's just a theory in what we do. You know, if you find a house that you like, buy it. And if you buy it at 7%, for example, if I have a client that, you know, it's only been. I don't know, 45 to 60 days since they bought their house, but they bought it at 6.875 and we're 60 days in and rates are now at six and a quarter. Mm-hmm. So we need to wait a little while longer before we can refinance them. But in a couple months, odds are I'll be calling them saying, hey, do you want to save $250 a month? Mm-hmm. And I'll cover your costs. And they're the whole time they've been in the house that they love. Mm-hmm. So mortgage rates move. They mm-hmm. don't always go up. They don't always go down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a market and things happen, whether it's outside forces like the Fed or a war, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, God forbid, an attack of terrorism or something. Things mm-hmm. move, right? Yeah, they Based do. Based on news. Because there's unknowns, yes. Yeah, and news. And so if you find the house you like, buy it. If you can afford it that day, buy it. And hopefully it'll just get more affordable mm-hmm. if rates drop. We'll just come back and redo the loan. Mm-hmm. And what about in January when people... Are enjoying Christmas. Remember, what was it a few years ago? Uh, didn't uh, they try to cancel Christmas because of COVID, <laughs> basically? Right. Getting well, people yeah. to, together. And so we realize that we've taken that for granted. And so people getting together, giving gifts, and then January. Urge. So how can you help people in January? I mean, regarding if they look at their sorry, if they I look was at like, their, well, if the they same look at their, as he would help them in December. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you know something I don't know? <laughs> no, no. I, okay, so January comes. They get their credit card bills. They've bought oh, their gifts oh, for. Okay, the, now I'm we're sorry. talking about. I thought you guys could read my mind. Now you're talking about what I was talking about, and that's where Karen was talking about that we haven't seen a drop in home equity. That's what mm-hmm. we talk about with reverse mortgages. Prices have not come down. They've, if anything, they've just settled. Okay. And so people do have tons of equity. And this is where it gets unfortunate because you don't want to have to have someone give up a 3% interest rate to bail them out of massive credit card debt. But if you're looking at 18, 19% credit card but But they could rate, do a, a second, right? They, yes. They could do a second as long as it's reasonable. We're all, that's where they need to talk to somebody mm-hmm. because- They need to talk we to you. Know, we, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They know, we know the Federal Reserve is most likely going to raise again in February. And whether it be a quarter or a half, and again, a time after that, they're not done yet. So a home equity line right now is probably seven, eight, nine percent. And so you got to be careful. If it's someone wants to borrow twenty thousand dollars, twenty five thousand dollars, a home equity line makes total sense. It could be paid uh-huh. off fairly quickly. But if you've got one hundred fifty thousand or something that you need to get, we may have we may need to have another conversation. Okay. And then you mentioned reverse mortgages because I think a lot of people, as they, um, a lot of seniors had had made plans regarding their retirement, and then they may be surprised with all this inflation, and so a reverse mortgage could be a, a solution possibly mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, because they have a lot of equity too, and I'll, let's be honest, it's hard to downsize in Colorado. Just it is. And a lot of people like where they live. They mm-hmm. love their neighbors. They like their neighborhood. They like, they're used to what they do. And if a reverse mortgage can just get rid of their mortgage and they can go about their way, it's a great thing. Or if we were building condos, people really could move out of those big houses into condos. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, Sometimes the HOA dues are what gets you, makes it harder to downsize just because the monthly bills end up closer together. Yeah, but that's yeah. the thing. I was going to ask you about HOAs on, on condos because I've heard some horror stories about people getting on HOA boards and making bad decisions. And Yeah, but the, the, you know what, Kim? There just are good people and there are bad people. And there are good decision makers and there are bad decision makers. HOAs have a, a, a place in the market. And there are good HOAs. And there are not, and uh-huh. they're the people who manage them. Uh-huh. They're the people that that homeowners elect uh-huh. or choose not to get involved. Right? Or home, yeah, or the board. I'm thinking of uh, an ex- oh, continue on. I was no. just thinking. Of well, no, and then you have you have a board that you know takes control. So we talked about construction defect legislation. The one thing we were able, we the realtor party was able to improve, is that a board at an HOA could make a decision to take the whole community into a construction defect lawsuit without talking to the homeowners. We at least got that changed, that right. there has to be a two-thirds majority of the homeowners agree to go into that lawsuit. Right. Um, because what happened is people didn't know that the board had done that, and then they wanted to sell their they, condo, and they couldn't. They couldn't. They can't get loans. Right. Yeah. Now, a, a responsible, well-managed HOA covers costs for the group, which are good things like water and sewer and the maintenance of the building, the grounds, the roof, um, insurance on the building. And then you look at those costs, and if you were to go buy those things independently, would it be more money? Mm-hmm. And that would tell you if you have an HOA that's managing well. They have, oh, they have, they have combined because generally, if you buy in bulk, you should get a better price, mm-hmm. right? So if 
all those things are handled on your behalf, then your dues should be reasonable. And mm-hmm. you want to make sure those dues have a piece for catastrophic or reserves or those type of things, you know, mm-hmm. unforeseen things, mm-hmm. so that there's a buffer there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, again, that you, as a homeowner, elect a good board. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, there are bad apples, but I would say overall, the majority, in most cases, do a pretty darn good mm-hmm. job. Okay, I had something very interesting happen. I mean, this is just anecdotal. Okay. But remember last year when Lone Tree wanted to increase their sales tax? And we were being stifled by the city all different ways to try to, to reach out to people. Uh, and, in fact, they have a sign ordinance uh, that we had to, if we were going to have a sign, we, we had to physically stand on a corner and hold the sign. Uh, we actually had planted one in the ground right next to us, and they came and made us pull it up. I mean, it, it was really and, onerous. And, and they were who? The city. No, no. The they, you people. Oh, we were the people that were against okay. this uh, massive tax increase. Thank you for clarifying. So we decided to, we wanted to reach out to the different homeowners. And there was one particular homeowner, one, one neighborhood, that they had hired somebody to manage the HOA for them. And this lady must have liked taxes. And she would not give us the contact information of the board. So we were never able to contact them to make the case uh, that why higher taxes were a bad thing. I thought that was really interesting. She was so not nice. Well, remember, Kim, when I placed um, American flags in the (sighs) front yard? I forgot about that. Yeah. At July 4th. July 4th. Placed. One person, homeowners, right? Mm -hmm. The HOA called and said, you're not allowed to do that. And so let's set it up, mm-hmm. uh, what, what you did. On-, um, on two 48 hours before the 4th of July, my husband and I put a American flag. And in you did ev- this for a number of years, right? Well, no, it was the first year we had done it in that community. Okay. Um, our team does it in three or four communities um, in Arvada. And I had selected this community because I had mailed to them for 20 years. And I put flags um, in the yard. If people were out, I asked permission. Um, we put out 600 flags, and um, I got calls from homeowners that were angry that I had put a flag in their Not yard. very many. No, no. One or two, but they were not nice people. And then I got a call from the HOA president, and she said, um, you're not allowed to do that. And I apologized. And then the next year, she called and reminded me not to spend the money to put flags in those yards because that was against their rules. Give people a little power. It can be a problem. (laughs) Yes. So let's go to break. We'd love to hear from you if you want to join in on the conversation. Of course, if you want to comment on what Todd Watkins had to say in the first hour or what's on your radar, Lauren Levy is in studio, uh, expert in the mortgage arena, can help on reverse mortgages, lines of credit, not like, uh, is that right? Lines mm-hmm. of credit. Okay. And uh, for, um, obviously your just mortgage. Just a mortgage to buy a house. Yeah, just We'd to buy like a that. house. And Karen Levine is an award-winning realtor with REMAX Alliance. Uh, before we go to break, the USMC Memorial Foundation is raising money to remodel the Marine Memorial out at 6th and Colfax. And my friends, it is so important 
to help, to help them do that, to honor those that have given their lives or been willing to give their lives so that we can live in freedom. As we're coming in on Christmas here, the the opportunities that we have to be with friends and family, and and uh, we just really need to thank them for our freedom. And you can help them by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We'll be right back with Karen Levine and Lauren Levy. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. The ability to protect and defend yourself is your right. Having the knowledge and skills to protect yourself the correct and safe way is essential. At Franktown Firearms, they will equip you with both the tools and the skills. The team at Franktown wants you to learn how to build your confidence and improve your skills with the help of their trained experts. They will take the time to make sure you choose the right gun for you and teach you the necessary skills to carry it safely and securely. This holiday season, consider giving your loved one a firearm training course at Franktown Firearms. They offer one-on-one training or group classes, depending on your comfort level and skill. You will find they are fully stocked with guns and ammunition at or below MSRP. You can be assured that you are providing a gift that will truly keep on giving and let your loved ones exercise their freedoms and rights safely and confidently. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown today to give the gift of freedom. That's klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. In studio with me is Lauren Levy. He's in the mortgage business. Uh, he's an expert and works with a lot of different companies. And what's that phone number, Lauren Levy? 303-880-8881. And Karen Levine is in studio as well. And she is an award-winning realtor with REMAX Alliance. And your phone number? 303-877-7516. You guys are getting pretty good at this. And uh, I highly recommend, I have these amazing sponsors, and uh, we have a, a new one that will be coming on, on after the first of the year as well. And I know each of them personally and highly recommend them. So another way to support the show is to do business with our sponsors. Johnny Johnson is on the line. Johnny, are you still in Amsterdam? He's not there right now. Okay. Did we lose him? Okay. Okay. Hey, Johnny, 
Are you there? He's not saying it's anything. 19... Oh, there we go. Oh, hello? Hi, Johnny. Hello? We couldn't hear yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll be here until the 29th okay. of uh, December. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been with this bank, like U.S. Bank, like since 1997. I, I don't believe in changing my phone numbers a lot, and I don't believe in changing banks a lot. But uh, my interest rate is at 28%. And, and when I first joined them, my, my credit rating was like in the 500s. Now it's in the, it's in the, the 700s. So is it, uh, it just sounds crazy that I hear him saying 19%, but I have never had, even when my credit, when my credit scores went up and got better, no one said, hey, Johnny, uh, we should lower those interest rates. <laughs> they don't do that very often, do they? So you're saying, is this on a credit card, Johnny? Yeah, it's just, you know, whenever I get credit cards on them, they, they keep it at the 28%. And I'm thinking, like, my credit is now, like, like 700, I think, like, either 14 or, or, or four, between 14 and 40. I'm having to share where, where is that. But it's a lot further than what it was when I first started back in 1987. Okay. Yeah. Johnny, thanks for calling. Uh, Lauren, your comments on that? My comment is U.S. Bank must love Johnny. <laughs> because there's so many good credit card companies out there now that I'm sure he's getting offers in the mail. and Yeah. You know, or you can, I mean, he's overpaying. That's yeah. the bottom line. I mean. So, yeah, Johnny, it sounds like um, go out and, and see what the competition has to do on that. So Merry Christmas to you, Johnny, and have a great time in Amsterdam. See you. Thank you. Karen, you just returned from a trip in Europe, and you had an interesting story to tell. Yes, um, I had the privilege to um, river cruise down the Danube during the Christmas markets. It was beautiful, and we got to see a lot of Eastern Europe. And we had the privilege, we, my husband and I, uh, signed up for a tour. It was a castle hike. It was really a castle walk. We walked from downtown Prague up to the castle and back. And our um, tour guide was a lovely um, woman from Prague, born and raised. And um, she and I were having um, somewhat of a political conversation. It was lovely. We conversed. There was no yelling and screaming. Nice. And we were, you know, sorting through things. And I was trying to understand um, her government and what was happening. But... She made a comment. Um, one, they have high owner, high home ownership um, in Eastern Europe. Hungary, um, it's it's very very high, and I think in Prague it's a little less affordable. But they now, strive. Now Prague's Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Okay. Um, they have high ownership, high home ownership. They have a desire to own property, and she made the comment. You know that World Economic Forum, they don't want us to own anything, and you and I have had this conversation. Right. Um, and so it is prevalent in Eastern Europe. They they hear that rhetoric. They're connecting, they're connecting the dots. They are connecting the dots. And then we had a conversation about immigration um, and illegals and refugees. And they are getting bombarded by the Ukrainian ref- refugees. And their government is covering medical now, housing. Czech Republic. I believe, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. It's hard to sort through when you go... To, I think we went to 10 ports in seven days. Wow. I can't remember Neat. where I was, but it was amazing. Um, and she said, if I need to go to the doctor, um, it's 30 days out, but the Ukrainians get immediate care for free. And she said, that is putting a really a burden on their economy. And they're seeing 18% inflation there. 
And this is all because of public policy. Yeah. Worldwide public policy World, is what yeah. I'm seeing, right? World Economic Forum. Yeah. Remember when you and I did that show? This was a while back. and we, we bo- I thought you were like a lunatic, really. No. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it. I said, okay, Karen, let's do a show on the World Economic Forum, and like, The Great huh? Reset. And you and I both felt like we were pushing the envelope mm-hmm. as we were bringing this information forward. But it was true. Yeah. So it's not a, consp- a conspiracy or tin hat if it's true. No, and I think it, it, your listeners are wise because they are listening, right? And if we can get more people to listen and to hear and to understand, um, you know, I really believed the government cared about me as a citizen and wanted the best for me. And the more we delve into this, the more I understand that's not necessarily the case. Well, our founding fathers, Lauren Levy, did care about people. And that's why they gave us this amazing, this amazing Declaration of Independence and Constitution, which honored individuals. But we do see that there are those that like power, and they like power over other, other people. And that's why we do this show. This freedom versus force, force versus freedom, is such an important concept to kick the tires on. I agree with you. This whole thing is prevalent in everywhere you look. I think it. It's not just what our government thinks of us. It's what people think of people, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, even with just, like, crime rates and murders and there's no love of mankind, right? You know what I mean? Uh, it just seems like it's just, oh, so-and-so got this happened. Yeah. You know, there was this this person shot three people. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Not, 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 this has nothing to do with the – I'm just talking about the violence in general of, like, yeah. lack of respect for your common man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Yeah. And that's a whole nother show, I think, kind of the the breakdown of, well, it's going to the, the, co- the quote. That's where I was going to yeah. go. Yeah, go, go back ahead. to the quote. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one, and I, I will talk about this just a little bit, and this is the end, end of the show quote. Uh, Soren Kierkegaard, and you search these um, people out. It's so interesting to read their quotes. You learn so much. He said, all the shrewdness of man seeks one thing, to be able to live without responsibility. (laughs) So when you see what's happening at the southern border, you know, people say, well, if I can have somebody else pay for it, you know, they will try to take advantage of it. And that's why it's so important to protect people's rights and their their property. And you shouldn't have government being able to uh, use their force to tax and pick winners and losers that's why we do the show and lauren i have to tell you i ran into a number of people that one listener at a time people are appreciating what we're doing here and uh they they trust that we're doing our very best to help them get their brains around these issues so i so thank you for your your partnership you want to give us a a final thought (laughs) i agree with you i hear from folks too and uh they call me and they're like you know They'll say nice things, but then I'm sure Karen hears it too. But it's like, I really trust what you say because uh, you seem to know what you're talking about On when I listen to you on Kim's show. It's like, that's great to hear. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And that is that is with my sponsors, a relationship between us and a relationship, uh, a relationship with the listeners. And Karen, your final thought. Well, my final thought was to thank Lauren from the standpoint that not only is a, he your partner, here on the show, but he's my partner in the real estate business. And um, when I pick up the phone and have a mortgage question, or I have a client that needs to navigate buying a home and you know how to finance it, 
he is a wealth of knowledge and he is a great support and a great team member. And um, I just really appreciate um, what we've been able um, to do as a partnership because of you. Awesome. And that is right. You guys met each other because of this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I wish you a Merry Christmas to you and Same yours. You uh, Lauren Levy and Karen Levine, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Thank you very much. And Merry Christmas back to you. Thank and you. And to the listeners. And our quote for the end of the show, again, is uh, Soren Kierkegaard. And he, all the shrewdness of man seeks one thing, to be able to live without responsibility. I think you can take that right up to the White House right now. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America.